When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Backstage Gaming, dramatic takes on your favorite games. I'm Chris. And I'm Dylan. And we're back again. Uh, this week's going to be a little, uh, a, a little, little amuse-bouche, a little uh, a short, fluffy take this week, because we're both tired and busy, and we, but we wanted to get something out there. Um, yeah. Hey, Dylan, what are we talking about this week? Um, hey, Chris, do you remember uh, from, like... A month ago, Bidoof's big stand, that uh, animation animated Pokemon short. I absolutely do, in no small part, because we talked about how we wanted to record that, so I rewatched it shortly before. <laughs> well, don't break the illusion. That was like an <laughs> indirect, like, hey, does the audience remember this thing? Because if not, you should check it out. It's You really should go cute. watch it. It's absolutely delightful. But yes, I, I do remember that, Dylan. <laughs> um, might actually be one of, I mean, I can't really speak for the entirety of Pokemon animation because like they've been doing a lot and um I haven't seen a lot of it. But Badoof's Big Stand is a an eight minute uh computer animated short starring everyone's favorite Pokemon Badoof. That's a lie. <laughs> I can't think of a lot of people who really like or even appreciate Badoof. And yeah. that's kind of what this special's about. Let's exactly. uh, let's hop into it. Yeah, and what what was it about it? Like we'll we'll get into the special, but I'm I'm curious as a sort of like to set the stage of of why we're doing this. What was it about the special that made you want to bring it in for uh, a BSG discussion, Dylan? Well, like I was saying earlier, like Bidoof is kind of a maligned character. He's he's you know, as his name implies, he's got a very doofy design. Um, he's like a for people who aren't Pokemon fans or aren't familiar with Bidoof or <laughs> Bidoof's Law. Um, Bidoof is a Pokemon, looks kind of like a, he's like a beaver Pokemon. He's got a big red nose, a black muzzle, um, whatever the fur patch where the eyes are. I don't know what that's called, but like, it's kind of a light yellow. Um, it's a, I remember when it came out, I thought it was kind of a gaudy design. Um, I, I wasn't too fond of it. Sure. Zigzagoon, it is not. <laughs> no, it, it does not have the charm. Like, it, it very much is there to fill the Zigzagoon, Rattata kind of early area Pokemon that looks like a rodent yeah. design space. Um, Something that you get because it's the early game, and, like, yes, you can train it to be a decent Pokemon, but, like, you're not... I, I think as far as stats go, if you're super into the meta of Pokemon, like you're not going to be holding on to one of those very long. Yeah. So let's let's get into this this special. We can do sort of a brief. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't want to like kind of get too far ahead of it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Did you want to do like a, did you want to kind of go through it beat by beat or do you want to hit like synopsis and then oh, yeah. talk? I think we. I think we should just do a synopsis. This isn't uh, Dude, You Remember Macross, which yeah. you can check out at anchor.fm. 
Smooth like butter. No, no, no. Finish the plug. Finish the plug. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Anchor.fm slash dude you remember. Um, finish the plug. What, what I do, believe do, do, do. Do, 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 do. do you want me to give like the whole pitch or no you're fine that's, <laughs> okay. that's plenty um but yeah so the this like dylan said it's an eight minute animated short it's on youtube you should absolutely go watch it if you have not seen it or even if you have seen it but haven't rewatched in a while like it's it's an incredibly charming little animation yeah um and we're hoping we this see... episode can help you appreciate it even more that's what we can hope for uh but we see this this group of Bidoof, a, uh, a a gaggle, I suppose, of Bidoof doing their thing in the wild, but there's one who has the sniffles, he keeps doing little sneezes, and he's just causing trouble for the, the Bidoof herd. He's annoying he's them. He's just an outcast. He's just yeah, a he's, little guy. He's just a little fella. Uh, um, and he's, he's, he's causing, causing mischief, and, and nobody seems to really appreciate him. And then he gets... Into a bit of a misadventure, we see him wander away, and he sees a pair of uh, of pliplups splashing in a river, and they're having fun together. And, and then they, they just see want him nothing and, to do with him. Yeah, they want nothing to do with Bidoof. They and give we see him Bidoof. the stankiest of eyes. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and then turn their little beaks up and wander away. Uh, and then Bidoof is is laying under a tree, and he he finds a berry, and he's about to have a nice berry snack when he is set upon by. An enormous flock of uh, starlies? Uh, is that starlies, what they're called? I think that's what they're called, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is you would think I know this. 5, I've been playing Pokemon Legends Arceus, and I caught like 18 of these rat birds, and I can't remember <laughs> what they're called. <laughs> um, I think they're called starlies. Uh, I, it's been a while since I've played Gen 5. Well, I, I think I played a little bit last year, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, uh, um, so he's he's running with his berry away from this... You know the scene in Finding Nemo with the seagulls? It's like that. Um, and then a Star Raptor, which is the evolved form of Starly, gets in the fight and is about to send our little Bidoof friend straight into an open grave uh, when a Pokemon trainer happens by and with the aid of his Lucario, they save the Bidoof. And Bidoof sees the Pokemon trainer and the Lucario high five and we see just that like this is all the Bidoof once in the entire world. That level of affection and yeah. And so the Bidoof sort of uh peer pressures the trainer into taking him <laughs> along. Really just kind of sidles up and is like, hey, hey, you're you're pretty cool. I I can be pretty cool too. You want Yeah. And then um, we get so a little montage that I think is honestly like one of the more clever uh mm -hmm. bits of the animation. So if you have not played a Pokemon game, uh, especially in the they've they've moved away from this design a little bit in like the more recent ones. But and thank in, God, too. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But in the early Pokemon games, the the way that they were structured was like honestly took a lot of influence from what would become so or like I don't, it didn't take influence because this genre wasn't defined as a genre yet. But it had sort of a Metroidvania ish kind of progression mm -hmm. system. In, like, so, the most, the absolute most base sense possible. Uh, uh, the way I would compare it to is, like, as an RPG, Pokemon has elements of adventure game design, and a yeah. key component of adventure games are, are lock and key level design. And so, in something like a Zelda game or a Metroid game, uh, a way to get past a progression barrier might be, like, you know, in Metroid, you use five missiles to open up a red door. Or in Zelda, you use a hookshot to 
go across uh you know um to to cross wide gaps or something yeah um pokemon's version of these kinds of key items are hidden machines or hms which uh they are moves that you teach your pokemon and they will do them um if you approach like say a tree that needs to be cut down or a rock that needs to be pushed you would use the uh move that corresponds to that um to that obstacle yeah usually like sometimes it just removes a barrier sometimes there's a puzzle involved sometimes Um, it's you have to go into a dark cave like yeah um and these HMs kind of suck because they are mandatory moves that you need to have to beat the game, but they also, um, they take up a slot for your Pokemon's, uh, repertoire. So, like... Yeah, your Pokemon can only know four moves, and so you need Cut to get through the game, but Cut is, like, very... It's not even that Cut is bad, it's just that Cut very quickly becomes outpaced by the moves that your Pokemon want to learn later. I want my Charizard to be able to breathe fire. Why do I need to teach it Rock Smash? You know, yeah. like... And, and so a common strategy in these games is you find a Pokemon that you can teach as many of these HMs to as possible. So if you can find a Pokemon, and usually a Pokemon like Bidoof is, is a, a frequent example of this. You just catch whatever Pokemon, one that you don't ever intend on really using to play the game and to battle other people, but you teach it strength and cut and surf and rock smash and then while you're exploring you have that pokemon with you to cut down trees and to push boulders and you know all your other pokemon are pokemon that you actually give a damn about uh because they are part of the meat and potatoes of the game which is rpg combat yep um but you know you'll you'll have your hm user like hm dedicated pokemon that's really just kind of taking a slot (laughs) Yeah, and so we 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 get this montage in Bidoof's uh, big stand where we see Bidoof using Cut and using Rock Smash and using Cut and using, and using Rock cut. Smash. Yeah, and like every time it like he progressively gets less and less excited about getting popped out of the Pokeball. You know, his trainer always gives him a berry and thanks him. It's like it's yeah. clearly that clear. You know, the trainer clearly appreciates that it is doing these tasks but also just completely does not like reciprocate the high five but no is clearly asking for every no time. no no level of like actual affection here Bidoof no, is no respect it's just no. hey thanks thanks for being a bud here's bud. a tip back in the here's ball a tip. <laughs> and then the montage abruptly ends when Bidoof is called out of the pokeball again in the same way we've seen happen like four or five times over this montage and he looks completely done and then he looks around and he is the last pokemon on his trainer's team in like a big pokemon battle his lucario got like completely rocked by a geodude or a, a geodude golem. Or graveler golem thank you it's yeah god it's been a minute um which is a rock turtle pokemon um, yeah, uh, and so and then we get a sequence of Bidoof. Bidoof takes the the Graveler down, which makes sense. He has Rock Smash, so like that, that paid off. That paid off. I, I don't. I don't think that actually adheres to the mechanics of the game, but we'll forgive it because yeah, it doesn't matter. Cares. Like it, it, <laughs> it works in the fiction of the of the animation. I know. Um, I'm, I'm just poking fun at like yeah. people who talk about the anime. Like it's gotta. 
The The Pokemon anime doesn't follow the rules. Bitch, I grew up watching Yu-Gi-Oh. That shit didn't mean anything. (laughs) The Pikachu took out that Rhydon by attacking the horn. It doesn't work like that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then the... the, the enemy trainer sends out his final Pokemon, which is a Staraptor, and we see Bidoof have a little bit of a PTSD flashback. I think it's the same Staraptor as well. Um, let me check real quick. It certainly I, looks I, the same, but then... I, I think there might have been a moment of recognition. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Bidoof does not want this fight, but then goes in anyway and, and gets his shit wrecked for a little bit. Uh, before giving it one last go, and we see his sneeze save the day. He jumps up to try and get to the Star Raptor as the Star Raptor is, I think, hyper beaming at him. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, and he sneezes his way out of the range of the hyper beam at the last moment. It's very much like that scene in fucking Dragon Ball Super where Goku is surfing on an energy blast. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh,. <laughs> I feel like that had to have been an intentional uh, reference. I'll send you the video in a Please sec. Please do. <laughs> um, and makes contact and knocks the... Closes the Staraptor's mouth so its hyper beam knocks its own ass out. And Sounds wins the day. Sounds very painful, by the way. Like, yeah. have you ever, like, held in a sneeze? I feel like... Yeah, have you ever held in a like sneeze, that. but the sneeze was lava? <laughs> <laughs> Your sneeze is um, a Kamehameha wave. Yeah. He takes him out, and he gets his high five. He's the hero. The crowd goes wild. Everyone is is blowing up over this Bidoof. He gets the high five from his trainer. The high five sends a fucking shockwave out. I loved that. <laughs> it's fucking delightful. Um... But yeah, that's that's the end. We get a couple like snapshots in the, in the uh, end credits of Bidoof and his trainer having a good time in the world. And that's that's really it. It's like I said, it's a it's a brief thing. It's like a ten minute short. I I really cannot recommend it enough. It's incredibly fun and charming. But what I think is really fun, we we, and we were alluding to this as we were going through it. It really does play with people's understanding. Like it's it's very clearly made for fans of Pokemon as a game series. Yes, and it's um, very much built on this sort of a shared of understanding. Meta-humor. To, yeah, exactly. Uh, of you know uh, this type of Pokemon that it, you have just because they are purely a means to an end. Um, honestly, it kind of it kind of makes me think of Toy Story a little bit. Uh, <laughs> and you know, it's it's kind of the the existential horror of being disposable to that which you uh, to someone you love. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, obviously this is an eight minute short and it doesn't have quite the runtime or you know depth to explore that as like toy story would but um i i think it's just it's a cute little riff on um this this uh community in joke i guess yeah um and i think one of the things that that made this short super appealing to me is that you know like i was saying earlier like i don't think badoof has a very appealing to design or at least i don't think badoof has a very appealing design to many pokemon fans i'm sure badoof has his fans i don't think this short would exist if there wasn't at least one you know 
Um, but oh, did I get disconnected? Or no, no, I'm still here. Oh, I'm no, just listening okay. to you. Cool. I I got uh I got the notification for the Dragon Ball video, and I thought you were messaging <laughs> me like I can't hear you. Um, but I I think the Bidoof here is so expressive and is is uh not personified but i guess humanized in such a way that like it really turned me around on that design yeah there's um, a really good uh it's a really great performance given that it's a little hamster beaver thing like the animators <laughs> did a really really good job at making it sympathetic right um and you know uh Basically, when when Bidoof's face lights up, uh, when when he sees the trainer, uh, the the gradual like kind of disappointment and bitterness, yeah, as he yeah. realizes that this is his purpose in the party, um, just a lot of really fun stuff going on here, um, and uh, yeah, I you know I don't know if I have like a ton to say on this, but I I guess it's just I wanted to talk about uh, just. It, it it's fun to me how um pokemon cuz I, I feel like pokemon always plays with the the game mechanics or the game presentation like throughout the anime's run mm-hmm. but i guess this is the first time i saw something that was like so wholly dedicated to just like a single element of the game <laughs> yeah but what i think is incredible about it is like i i went into this with the knowledge like i've i've played a fair amount of Pokemon. I have not played every game in the series, but like mm-hmm. I grew up playing them and I've, I've gotten back into them as an adult. So like I came at it with the understanding of, and like getting the kind of meta joke that they were building this plot off of, mm-hmm. but also like you don't need to get that to still appreciate what's happening. Like it, it's, I think that this short really taught like, rides the line really well of making something animated and something that you're intending for possibly a wider audience based on a game without like requiring game knowledge. Mm-hmm. Like if you didn't know anything about Pokemon as a game series, say you were just a fan of the anime or just a fan of the card game, you could still watch this and get like the narrative arc that they are laying out and get, all of Bidoof's journey. You might not recognize, you wouldn't recognize like, oh, this is a direct riff on what people do in the video games, but like, you don't need to for the story to be satisfying. You you get the the relationships between the characters are incredibly clear in a way that is easy to like see and easy to understand. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's really well done and it's really delightful. And again, I can't recommend watching it highly enough. Um, Yeah. Also like, Um, you mentioned Bidoof being having an unappealing design. I think, like, I agree with you, but also, like, the fact, like, Bidoof's design, I think on, like, a, a, I, I hate bringing up words of, like, objective when talking about aesthetics, because it's nothing. <laughs> but, like... But I, I get what you mean. It is appealing. Even, even the less loved and, and less iconic and, and sometimes kind of ugly Pokemon designs have a certain amount of an innate appeal to them. The artists working on them have got this down to a certain science. Yeah, when I, making... when I said Bidoof has an unappealing design, I mean that, like, I've talked to a lot of people in the fandom who are just kind of like, wow, fucking Bidoof, am I right? 
Yeah, uh, it's like, goofy. It's it's yeah, silly. It's I, not I for everyone. I don't think it is intrinsically a bad design. Yeah, I yeah, and clear. I didn't think really you quick. did. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to kind of make that explicit because, like, I think that mm-hmm. when you're talking about a series like Pokemon with so many creature designs, there are going to be ones that feel less good, and there are going to be ones that feel more good. Like, I I think that you can point to Pikachu and the other three Gen One starters as some of the like most scientifically appealing designs ever put into a video game they just they're just cute and good and they get across what they're about and when that's like the bar that you're setting there's gonna be some flops and Bidoof is kind of a flop but like you give him a place to shine and you put some good characterization into that little guy and god damn it I love him a little bit more now (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah I don't think there was a whole lot here uh like I just wanted to kind of shine a light on this uh this little animated short but i did kind of want to pick your brain about uh pokemon legends arceus or arceus how are we pronouncing it chris i i say arceus because that's the only thing that makes fucking sense but pokemon is pokemon are cowards and they didn't want it to sound like arse was in the name of one of their pokemon i think arceus is the one that makes sense let's all right let's hear your uh explanation uh in favor of arceus (laughs) Okay, let me let me put it this way. Arceus makes sense if you're looking at if you want to like look at it from like a Latin point of view. Arceus makes more sense for if you're just looking at it like English language phonemes. Okay. Um, anyway, yeah. in my, uh, my I say Arceus, I, okay. but it does. This is not. <laughs> no, it's just kind of curious. Whatever. Yeah, no, I got you. No, it's. I honestly have been having a lot of fun with it. It is. Mm-hmm. I think that there are some elements of it that could be iterated on. I think that there are some elements of the, the the presentation of Pokemon Legends Arceus that, and this makes sense, it's their first, like, really big break from the sort of po- Pokemon formula and in a really long time. Which is kind of nuts for a console RPG. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I'm not surprised that there's some stuff that I don't love, but, like, overall... It's kind of what I had what what I wanted Sword and Shield to be. Mm, okay. Like it feels really good to just be like sneaking around and like, oh, there is a Pokemon that I don't have. I'm just gonna throw a Pokeball at it and see if I can catch it. So I know that the game has a uh greater emphasis on catching Pokemon. Yes. Um, it is it is more overtly about filling out your Pokedex than it is about like there's there's no gym leader challenge. Uh that's correct. Uh there okay. are there are like non-Pokemon catching related things that you are called upon to do. Okay. But like the the main call to action is you are helping to compile the first Pokedex. Interesting. And so, okay. Yeah, which is really cool. And so what you what you do is catching a Pokemon does not fill out the Pokedex completely. Catching a Pokemon is one of a number of tasks that's tied to each Pokemon, and you can fill out the Pokedex entry by completing... I, I haven't, like, cracked exactly what's going on under the hood, so I don't know the exact numbers, but you, if you complete enough of the tasks in each Pokemon's checklist, that will fill out the, the Pokemon entry completely. That can be catching a bunch of them, it can be catching them in a particular way, it can be defeating them in combat, it can be seeing them use particular moves, whether it's an enemy one or if you catch one and have it use that move. And so there's there's a real emphasis on like 
getting a lot of exposure to each Pokemon as you go through. Interesting. That kind of makes me think of, uh, this isn't exactly the same thing, but like it kind of makes me think of Pokemon Snap where um, you're not just taking pictures of Pokemon. You want to catch the Pokemon in various behaviors based on uh, how you can manipulate them with key items. Yeah, yeah, that's not, that's not a bad way, like, and that's not a bad point of comparison. Um, okay, cool. I really dig that. That sounds yeah, awesome, it's, actually. I, it's very cool, and that's part of why just being able to be like, you know, I don't want to battle 18 Wurmples, mm-hmm. so if I can just see a Wurmple and be like, eh, hey, chuck a Pokeball at it, maybe I catch it, maybe I don't, and then continue on in the direction that I'm trying to walk. Oh, that sounds charming. Not, it's really that charming. Sounds more yeah, than th- charming. That sounds like uh, <laughs> fucking godsend. Honestly, it's very, it's very delightful. And then like there are there are alpha Pokemon. So like there are Pokemon you can just run into them in the wild that are like larger and more aggressive versions of other Pokemon. Uh, and they you can maybe catch them by just throwing a Pokemon a Pokeball at them, but more likely you'll have to actually battle them. Uh, to battle a wild Pokemon, you actually have to, like, pick what Pokemon you want to go out and throw your Pokeball with a button press at them. Oh, interesting. And then you can still, like, walk around in the open wor- in the overworld while the Poke Battle is happening. Yo. Okay. It's- like, I, I'm just going to make this clear really quick. I have not looked into uh, Arceus at all. Uh, That's so, fair. Like, this is all, this is all, like, brand new information for me. Yeah, yeah. Um... You have a dodge roll button because if you don't get your Pokemon out in time, the po- wild Pokemon might throw moves at you. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I have seen clips of that happening. Yeah. Uh, it's like, is it, there, there are definitely some growing pains, I would say. Uh-huh. Like the, the map feels kind of samey and there's no mm-hmm. mini map functionality. And uh, like navigation as a whole isn't, the most fun aspect of it, which is a shame because it's a big open world game, but it's not so bad that I'm like, is there any kind of like signposting at least? Not a ton. Uh, <laughs> which it like, again, it's, it's not bad enough that I'm like, Oh God, I can't, I can't stand traversing the world, but like, right. It, it doesn't have the same. It's something that's weak, I guess. Yeah. Like it sounds like to me as, as a point of comparison, like it's drawn a lot of comparison to Breath of the Wild because it's got a very similar kind of like you've got a big open world go and wander. Mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild's world is just full of like you were just saying sort of natural signposting. It's very easy to f- like pick a point and have your bearings. Mm-hmm. I haven't felt the same way in Arceus yet. God. Um I I'm sure that if I wanted to sit here and list other nitpicks I could, mm-hmm. but like Again, I'm not surprised that there are some points where I feel like the friction of them doing something new after 20 plus years of kind of having their game formula set in stone. And what's new is, for the most part, really, really fun and really mm-hmm. charming and, and feels like what a modern Pokemon game was eventually going to feel like. And I think it's really cool. I, I've been having a lot of fun so far. I'm only, I've only put in... A handful of hours so far. I'm not super deep, but that's my two cents. Um, everything that you've said about it honestly kind of makes me think of like what I pictured a Pokemon game to play like when I first saw the commercial for Red and Blue back when I yeah, was five. Yeah. Um, and that sounds really cool. That's exciting. Um, yeah, I, I, I might check it out eventually. I don't know. I I got a lot on my plate this year. That's <laughs> as very far as fair. Video games go. Um, I am in the same boat, but I I. 
I, I was getting myself a birthday present, let's put it that way. And I'd seen I enough like of the gameplay that I was like, okay, no, this looks like something I'd like I'd actually enjoy giving a try yeah. to. So Um I think uh what what's exciting for me, because this sounds kind of like I don't want to say a tech demo, because I feel like that's selling it short, but I, I feel like it it's definitely a proof of concept. And I wonder if for whatever the next iteration of Pokemon is going to be like are they gonna take a look at the success of this game and be like now we are doing pokemon legends and that is pokemon now or do you think like maybe they'll try to incorporate some of traditional pokemon the the multiplayer the uh different versions uh i would love to see form system like basically sword and shield but the the wild area is handled more like it is here yeah i I don't know i would love to see them keep this method for like Pokemon encounters, catching Pokemon, yeah, uh, Pokemon battles in the wild. I think that like I think there's a middle ground between like the 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 Pokemon you know the mobile game Pokemon f- formula that uh-huh. you know as as set in stone as it became was good. Like it's a good layout for a game, right? I would love to see something with a little bit more of that structure, but with Arceus's sort of moment-to-moment mechanics and like yeah i i don't know i i really hope they keep a lot of the mechanical improvements catching pokemon in this game feels so much better than it ever has before (laughs) and i would love to see that and like being able to like move around the field and like see the pokemon battling from different angles is really cool and like there's there's a lot of interesting stuff that i think if they iterate on it and work it into, you know, the your typical Pokemon gym badge collecting spree would make for a really cool experience. And I, I'm yeah. really more than anything, I, I guess the, the note I want to leave this on is this game more than Sword and Shield by a wide margin has me excited to see what the franchise is going to do from here. That's excellent to hear. Yeah. I don't know what that's going to be, and I don't think I want them to keep everything from Arceus, but there's more in Arceus that I want them to keep than I want them to look at and say, okay, never again. <laughs> just just giving, uh, just looking at my raw impressions, because I haven't played, the last Pokemon game I played was Sun and Moon, and mm-hmm. that was like only a little bit of it. Um, but I, I think, I think what I would like is, because I, when I think about like the fantasy of Pokemon, um, I really like the... Uh, I don't want to say, like, modern fantasy, but, like, that's really kind of what Pokemon is. Uh, You're in, like, a modern society with, like, you know, trains and construction workers, and I I don't know why that's what I thought of, but, you know, it's, like, (laughs) it's, it's, it's a very contemporary world that just happens to be populated by magical creatures. Um, Yeah. And... I love how hard Sword and Shield kind of leans into the story as being like kind of a, a sporting event and having all these characters kind of competing to like be the, the top Pokemon trainer. Um, yeah. And it's it's like been I feel like it's been more overt there than it ever has been before. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I also I also love the element of exploration in Pokemon of just like kind of being in the wilderness and like. You know, you have all your little magical creature buddies to survive. And I feel like between those two games, there is a perfect Pokemon game for me that completely, you know, completely sells the fantasy, you know? Yeah, yeah. I would definitely recommend giving Arceus a try. Maybe, you know, if if you've got a lot of other stuff on your plate, maybe pray that Nintendo has a sale someday. 
but that's never gonna happen but i, I think yeah. like yeah between elden ring final fantasy stranger of paradise and kirby coming out uh king of fighters, 15. King of fighters 15 like <laughs> you know and I, i'm currently playing uh Tales of Destiny, which recently got an English translation patch. Yeah, see- like, I seafood dropped today for for seafood deluxe. Dropped, and I want to I want to take a look at that at least. You know, oh, it's <laughs> um, so I, I've been having a blast with it so far. It's quite hard. Oh, I I believe it. I'm I'm gonna look up some gameplay because I mean I I've seen gameplay, but I I'm 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 just kind of interested to see like what the uh, the final build looks like. Yeah, um, for sure. Before I completely jump in, but um, yeah, a lot of lot of exciting games. Maybe Pokemon one day. Maybe. Maybe. I think uh, that'll probably yeah, do I, it for us for today, though. That's what I was about to say. Uh, pretty short, sweet episode. Sorry uh, for the delay in episodes. Life yeah, li- life has been a lot recently, y'all, but yeah. we'll, we're trying to... In a good to, way. Yeah, good trying way, to get back say. onto it. And we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Until then, thank you so much for listening to Backstage Gaming. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you... I hope that this maybe gave you something new to appreciate about Pokemon animation. Do go watch Bidoof's Big Stand if you haven't, or if you want to revisit it. It's delightful. And let us know about your your favorite, like, it doesn't have to be Pokemon necessarily, but, like, video game animation tie-ins. I know that a lot of the Overwatch and Team Fortress 2 uh, animation shorts are pretty great, and but I'm sure there's others out there that I'm not aware of. So please let me know about great uh video game shorts if you want to dylan will tell you how to reach us on social media in just a moment but before that let me remind you that we you can find us wherever you get your podcast that's uh the apple podcasts google podcasts spotify stitcher your podcatcher of choice if any of those allow you to leave ratings and reviews we would appreciate that it really does help kind of push algorithms in a helpful direction to have nice ratings and nice reviews out there so feel free to drop uh positive ratings if you like what we're doing Otherwise, hey, Dylan, what about... Oh, wait, no, I have to talk about our website, bsgpod.com, where you can find out more about the show and send us a direct contact link if you want to get in touch with us that way. Anyway, Dylan, social media. Yes, um, so if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Facebook and our Twitter, where our handle is at bsg underscore cast. Um, also, if you want to engage with us, and in fact, I'm going to pose a question to you, the listener. What is your favorite underrated Pokemon? What do you think is a Pokemon that is underrated that does not get nearly enough love? It could be Bidoof. It could be uh fucking uh I don't know uh Houndor. I just pulled a random Pokemon out of my hat. Uh, but anyway, no matter what the Pokemon is, uh, when you tweet it, we would love it if you use the hashtag BSGPod, which, like Chris said, gives a little bit more traffic our way. Yeah, um, I'm I'm gonna have to think on that. I will I will respond to this call to action once the episode is up, Dylan. Oh, on excellent. my own Twitter. Okay. <laughs> I have to think about it too. Um but anyway, huge, huge thanks to our friend Brennan French for the key art he has provided our show. Um if you dig that, uh you'll also dig his stuff on his Squarespace at Brennan-French.squarespace.com. That is B-R-E-N-N-E-N-French.squarespace.com. You can also find him on Instagram.com slash Brennan French Arts or on his Twitter at Brennan underscore French. You should also go check out our friend BioQuery. He's the musician behind our theme song, Dot Sound Radio Volume 1 Instrumentality. And you can find all of the rest of his electronica music by going to SoundCloud.com slash BioQuery. That's SoundCloud.com slash B-I-O-Q-U-E-R-Y. Or by searching for BioQuery on Spotify. 
Thanks, as always, to the HB Video Game Podcast Network for having us on the network. It's a great network full of podcasts about video games. And if you like our show, you're sure to like some of theirs. So go check out at HPVG Pod Network on Twitter for more of that. And thank you to our patrons at patreon.com slash bsgpod. It is thanks to you that we are not losing money making this show, and that is an enormous privilege, and we appreciate that so much. If you want to help support the show, that is a great way to do that to very in a very direct manner. So go ahead and head to patreon.com slash bsgpod uh, if that's something that you feel motivated to do. And with that, I think we can wrap up for the week. We'll talk to you in another couple of weeks. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Boop, boop, badoof. confidence starts with loving who you are And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Undaria Algae Body Oil and Undaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.